Relief as mass vaccination begins. Article by Michael Tracy. The first vaccine given at the mass vaccination centre in Carlow was met with applause. There has been an air of excitement and elation in the centre, located in the sports hall in the Barrow Centre at IT Carlow. Vaccination of the under-70s began last week, with 69-year-olds receiving jabs on Wednesday, and within three days, around 500 people had already been vaccinated. The first woman who received her vaccine was so delighted that she began to clap. Everybody is excited, said vaccination lead in Carlo Kilkenny, Mairead Brophy, who lives locally. I have worked in a lot of places in the HSE, but this is definitely a place where there has been that bit of elation. People are absolutely delighted to be getting a vaccine. Manager of the Carlo Vaccination Centre, Gillian Buggy, added, There is a great excitement. It's so positive to be working on this project, considering the year we are all after having. It's been tough on the public, healthcare workers and the vulnerable that have been cocooning. The Nationalist was given a tour of the facility which has the capacity to vaccinate 500 people a day. Stewards will direct people at the entrance to the Barrow Centre where they enter a queue system with security personnel on hand to check they have an appointment text, which they received after registering on the HSE online portal. They then move into a large sport hall, which contains several distinct areas. A wellness checker meets them to give information about the vaccine and answer any questions they may have. Although staff are happy to answer queries, Ms Buggy noted that people were very well informed when coming into the hall. You then move to the registration desks, four of which are in the hall. You must provide identification with a driving licence or passport. There are 10 vaccination booths in the hall. In the booth, your vaccine details are recorded on a tablet, batch number, vaccine type and where in the body it's being administered. Then it's the big moment with the vaccine administered by a small needle. A treatment booth is available in case people feel unwell afterwards. After the jab, people are directed to a socially distanced post-vaccination area for a 15-minute observation window. To make sure things run as smoothly as possible, it's advised to wear something with a short sleeve. If people have any difficulty registering, or if the appointment time does not suit them, they should ring the low-call helpline 1850 24 1850. People who do not have a mobile or smartphone can use a relative's number to register and present their phone with the appointment. If a person needs their carer for the vaccine, that is permitted too. The centre requires considerable staffing, with security, observers, registration staff, vaccinators, pharmacists and management. Staff come from across the spectrum. Some have been recruited as part of a national campaign, others were retired and felt a duty to come back. There are part-time HSE staff who have taken on this extra work, while others have been redeployed within the HSE. Communications officer with the HSE, Fiechro Kelecher, said it was important for Carlo to have its own vaccination centre, so that people could travel locally to get the vaccine. It is thought that around 20% of people in Carlo have received at least their first vaccine since the vaccination programme got underway, including those at long-term residential facilities, the medically vulnerable and the over-70s. 
The vaccination program is based on air codes, so those with R93, which includes some border areas, will attend the Carlow Centre. The centre gets a vaccine delivery every week, and progress will depend on supplies. If we get the vaccine, we will make sure to get it into people's arms, said Ms Brophy. Vaccine centres throughout the country will proceed through the different age groups simultaneously. No county will steam ahead. The vaccine being administered to the 60 to 69 year olds was AstraZeneca, which has generated a lot of comment and controversy. So far, however, there has been little reluctance to get the jab from those in Carlow. Everybody who has come in has registered on the portal. If they were reluctant, they wouldn't register, said Ms Brophy. Ms Buggy added a note of caution as the vaccination programme progresses, and it is worth listening to. She is a clinical nurse specialist in infection control and is regional flu lead in the southeast. Ms Buggy has also worked in settings of testing centres with infection control. It's great what's happening, but we cannot become complacent. We still have to make sure we wear face masks and have proper hygiene. Those aged 60 and above can currently register for their vaccine at vaccine.hse.ie. GP who set up Carlo's drug clinic says farewell after more than 20 years. A doctor who has been on the front line in tackling Carlo's drug problem for more than 20 years recently held his last clinic in the county. Nationalist reporter Michael Tracy finds out more. In 1999, Dr. Patrick Troy set up the drug clinic at St. Dimpna's Hospital and has held weekly clinics ever since. The clinic is now known as the Ardu Substance Misuse Service. Hundreds of people suffering from drug addiction have passed through its doors and its impact on Carlo cannot be understated. One former client described Dr. Troy to the Nationalist as tough, but said he owed the clinic for getting his life back on track. The clinic has a reputation for being strict, with new clients required to provide two urine samples a week. It gave clients boundaries and a routine, said Dr. Troy. I think at one stage we were getting around 72% of results which were clean. That would have been very high. In Dublin, you wouldn't have got 50%. Dr. Troy, a qualified general practitioner, started working in addiction medicine around 1994 in a treatment centre in Dublin. It coincided with the time that more services were being established in the capital, and he soon began working in drug clinics across the city. In 1999, he was asked by Dr. Neville D'Souza, who was head of the primary health in the Southeastern Health Board, to help tackle the growing heroin problem in Carlow and surrounding areas. One of the factors that sparked the Carlow Clinic and others in rural areas was the fear of a rise in hepatitis and HIV, which had taken place among heroin users in Dublin. At the time, there was no recognised treatment for addiction in Carlow. GPs were doing their best but struggling. They did not have a treatment model and were dealing with a rising heroin problem. The Carlo Clinic was set up in secrecy as there had been community resistance in other towns when these services sprung up. The first clients were originally from Dublin who had moved to Carlo. They would still travel to Dublin to get their heroin. As the years went on, the demographic changed to people born and bred in Carlo. 
Now, around 70 people engage with clinics at Ardu every week, and there are about 4,500 patient settings every year. Upon referral to the drug clinic, a client would be assessed by a counsellor, a nurse and Dr. Troy, and put on a treatment programme. Methadone would be prescribed for opiate addiction. There would be rehabilitation with counsellors, while they would also advocate for patients on issues such as housing. If a patient was due before the courts, staff would make representation to the court if they were doing well and if they needed more treatment. The clinic in Carlo was run very strictly, said Dr. Troy. I would insist patients gave two samples a week. It's very hard to take heroin, give two samples a week and not have it show up. After a while, I dropped it back to once a week. If a person wasn't using heroin, we'd allow privileges. They could take home their medicine. They wouldn't have to go to the pharmacy every day. If they persisted in using heroin, then that became a problem. A danger was a client on methadone mixing it with heroin or other drugs like Valium, even alcohol. This could give rise to a fatal overdose. Sometimes the methadone treatment was reviewed for safety reasons. Trends have changed in recent years with psychoactive drugs like cocaine and its more virulent version, crack, exploding in popularity among younger people. Opium addiction has dropped off in Carlo and Ireland in the last decade, with a big factor being a reduction in supply. Ardu is not seeing young heroin addicts coming through its doors, but there are concerns about the rise of synthetic opiates. Cocaine and crack are very challenging addictions to tackle, as there is no medication to treat them. Treatment requires cognitive behavioural therapies. We are facing an epidemic in that in the clinics, said Dr. Troy. Believe me, it's an exceptionally hard one to deal with. Addiction, whatever its form, is incurable. The aim of Dr. Troy and his colleagues is to have patients maintain and control it. Through the clinic, patients have stabilised their lives, got their family back, dealt with criminal proceedings and started their lives again. Some have relapsed after many years, Others have been attending the clinic for 20 years. Dr. Troy has been attacked at work while in Carlo. He was also threatened and had his car damaged. Pretty much all of his clients have been involved with criminality to finance their habits. Dealing with people at their lowest, what toll does that take? Dr. Troy said overall it has been a privilege working with these people. What you face is the problem in front of you. You try to deal with it to the best of your ability. You walk away from that and move on to the next one. There have been several deaths of clients through the years, some murdered, others overdosed and others lost to other illnesses. It's not easy to define the clinic's success, but Dr Troy recalled a comment from Jack Dempsey, a retired Garda and former general assistant at Ardu, about the clinic's impact on crime. If you take 30 people who are causing crime in the town out of circulation, then you have made a remarkable change to the town. Dr. Troy's abiding memory of his time in Carlo is the people he has worked with. Nurse Deirdre Barry was the main engine in the clinic and without her it wouldn't have worked. Her successor, Kayla Flood, is equally invaluable. They were exceptional, impeccable, said Dr. Troy. General assistants, the aforementioned Jack Dempsey, 
Another retired Garda, Michael O'Connor, were excellent, while Ardu has been fortunate to have great councillors with the likes of Tony Furlong, Fenton Lean and Richard Marnell. Dr Michelle Vaughan, who worked alongside Dr Troy, will cover his clinic. Dr Troy makes a couple of points about his time in Carlow. When he set up the clinic, he says that social services locally did not know how to deal with an opium-addicted mother. Consequently, they could be strong and dictatorial to the patient. In many cases, they would get the mother to sign over custody of the child to them. Dr Troy met several women in Carlow who were doing very well in the clinic, stable, but they did not appear to have their access improved to their children. In some cases, patients told Dr Troy they were encouraged to stop using methadone, which was something the doctor completely opposed. When you do that, stop taking methadone, you are much more vulnerable. Your tolerance to heroin will diminish very quickly, and if someone comes along and offers it to you, you will use what you were previously using. It's toxic, and an overdose is a major concern. He was also very sceptical of the HSE's policy of distributing crack pipes as part of a harm reduction strategy. I wonder how much harm reduction that actually has. You give them the paraphernalia to potentially go out and commit a crime and cause further danger to themselves. Should you facilitate the potential increase of that? He believed needle exchanges were important in places like Dublin, where there had been a high rate of hepatitis and HIV among heroin users, but felt that the policy in Carlow may have contributed to deaths. A clean needle could be as deadly as a dirty one. Could you not be adding to the problem? Anecdotally, I think there were a couple of deaths in the Carlow area because people had access to needles, where heretofore they wouldn't have such free access to them. Dr. Troy said it is now rare to find a heroin addict injecting. Most needle exchanges involve those abusing steroids and even people using them to inject the fake tan hormone melanotan. As to how to combat drug addiction in society, Dr. Troy said it could not be done in isolation. Strong parental figures were crucial in keeping an individual away from drug addiction while education and employment opportunities were big factors. These things will take people a long way from drugs to a great extent, he said. Regarding the prosecution of drug possession charges, Dr. Troy believes the judicial system is reasonable. They have good programmes in the prisons. It's not very punishing, he said. Some people do better in prison as they get their physical health back. They could have been living on the street and taking drugs every day of the week. Dr. Troy felt he has served his time in Carlow and he continues to work in drug clinics in his native Dublin. He leaves Ardu in good health. The clinic is very stable and very well run. The structure we set up and people bought into, it is one of routine. It's rigorous and disciplined. All patients were treated with respect. I had also great assistance from pharmacies in Carlow Town and the GPs.